0: Hi everybody, my name is Landon Arenas, thanks for listening to episode 145 of the Vortex
1: Apologetic Podcast.
0: Welcome to the Vortex Apologetic, where substance reigns over mindless entertainment. Because biblical truth matters in a profound, timely, and urgent way in a lost and dying world. And now, introducing your humble servants in Jesus Christ. Ricardo, a.k.a. Beef Arenas, and Jeff, the Brain, Claiborne.
2: Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you this evening, Lord. What a blessing it is, Lord, to come before you, Father, and uh, ask that you bless this time that you give us, Father, and fellowship uh, through video and audio, Lord. And, uh, Father, as we discuss Uh, just uh, this world events Father I pray that uh, it is a blessing to each one of us Father I pray Lord that um, we can reason together Lord that we can uh, bring encouragement uh, joy and refuge and uh, just uh, more than anything encouragement to, to the church Lord uh, so our listeners and, and just churches overall father need the encouragement lord need to hear uh, the truth of your word father and during this time uh, in a pandemic in a pandemic father that we've been going through the last couple years lord where things are just have gone array all over the place lord and uh, I just pray that that we are we, we obtain wisdom and discernment as we continue to look through your word father to study your word, uh, let us continue to be fervent, Father, and uh, also encouraged by standing on your word, Father. I pray for my brothers that are joining me today, Lord. Let this uh, podcast be a blessing to each one of us again, Lord, and um, bless our families. Uh, bless our endeavors, Lord. And Father, I just pray for the listener, Father, that they can uh, have a, a great time, of, uh, a, a blessed time more than anything, Lord, <laughs> after uh, hearing uh, what we uh Got to say and speak about, Lord. Thank you for the assignment. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, great. My
3: brothers, what a blessing to have each one of you. Yeah. So, Dan, good for
1: you to join us, brother. Well, I'm I'm honored to do that. And uh, it's always good to be with you guys, my brothers in the Lord. And so, whatever you guys want to include me to talk about that's I'm up and ready and ready to go. All right.
2: Awesome. So well
1: you got anything as we get, get started. You got anything?
2: Well, uh me off the bat, no. But I wanted to actually since we got off you know, we hit the floor running here, uh, let's just introduce Dan. I mean, he's been on the podcast before, maybe once, but uh this is like what a year ago or so, even more that. I, I know that. Sal. I know
3: I know Sal was. Were you on
1: Dan? Probably more. Oh, in the background. <clears throat> you know? In the background. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It depends I think it was yeah. one of those question and answer <laughs> one. I think it we was. We course were course we in the back right. room and uh, and, <laughs> we, and I was in the background.
3: Well, Dan, the so, uh, man, uh, I'll just let this out now, is a former okay. drug dealer.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> well, now
3: let's,
1: let's clarify. There goes though. the neighborhood. <laughs> we'll I, was a, I was a legal drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> not, illegal not, drug the e, not the illegal. Yeah. <laughs> Although some of those otherwise, illegal drugs are in the pharmacy, you know. But well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> they have
4: the, dual. They have conformed.
1: dual citizenship. <laughs> so, so I could. I
3: could. I couldn't pass that one up, brother.
4: <laughs> I know. I
3: know. <laughs> yeah. So yep. yeah, I invited Dan on tonight, uh, beef, beef because. We got into a conversation last night, and we were talking about one of the things we talked about was the importance of nat- natural immunity. Mm. And I thought we could talk a little bit about that tonight and hit some of the other subjects.
2: Oh, most definitely. Okay. So let's do this via introduction. Our brother, and I nicknamed him today. By the way, he his nickname is Dan the Man Fisher. <laughs> Everybody He's gets okay. a nickname once they come to our podcast. So.
3: Well, well right. the, the Lord said we have to be fishers of men, right?
2: That's right. That's
3: right. I'm, I'm the drug fisher. <laughs> the drug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: So before we get
2: we get going, brother Dan, give us a little bit of your background when it comes to your drug dealings.
1: Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I, I am. I should clarify. I'm a retired pharmacist. I practiced pharmacy from 1974 to 2016 in a variety of different settings. I had a lot of different kinds of experiences during my career. I had a wonderful career. Loved it. Um saw a lot of changes of course and you, when you're in the medical field it's always about what's coming up and so there's, there was when we started you know compared to where we are today things in 74 were still kind of primitive in some respects but well not as primitive as say 1938 so that's when the Federal Food Drug and Cosmetic Act went to effect kind of regulates drugs in the country and the changes in the laws on down from there so yeah 42 years of experience as a pharmacist
2: so you know a thing or two about uh drugs and stuff right
1: <laughs> well yeah you could say that i guess that <clears throat> that's fair but awesome. uh, i'll tell you um, when i retired i i walked away and i didn't go to work part-time anywhere or anything like that i really wanted to enjoy my retirement and uh, and actually enjoy is probably only a small part of it. What I really wanted to do was focus more on my spiritual life and my mm-hmm. walk with the Lord mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. my leadership of the family and those kind of things. So, And I have been very fortunate to be able to have done that. Uh, that I've been able to pursue that path. With, oh, praise uh, the Lord. You know, it's a blessing to be in a position where I have the time to do things that maybe working world guys don't have yet. And Jeff, you're a recent retiree, so you're you're getting the flavor of it. Yeah. I am. Well, sort
3: of. I, I'll get more of a flavor once I settle in for the <laughs> final time. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> seems, like yes, since re- <laughs> seems like since I've retired, I've been hitting the road running, <laughs> you know? Right. But, uh, yeah. But uh, I'm looking forward to settling in and just getting into some of those books and stuff I've been wanting to get into. Right. And uh, just like you said, work on my spiritual life and read and study and make videos and podcasts, you
1: know?
3: Yeah. So just, yeah. Yep. And serve, you, you know, got, serve. You guys are
2: just, you guys are describing exactly what I'm, I, I got, you know, what I'm looking forward to when I retire. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. I love it. So uh-huh. as we get going here, I mean, I'll leave the floor open, Jeff, uh, Start us up exactly what you guys spoke about, and then that way, I want to get uh, you know, Dan's uh, um, you know, thoughts on uh, what's been going on, especially with vaccines. As uh, I'm sure he's very familiar with the COVID 19 vaccine mandates and the vaccine itself and what's transpired, and uh, we can get his uh, 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 you know, opinion on uh, uh you know, or his thoughts on, on what's going on,
4: okay?
3: What I, I think the whole conversation started when I sent Dan a uh, an article on COVID vax creatures, live self aware creatures found under microscope. <laughs> there was a there was a scientist that was uh, looking at samples of the a vaccine. Uh, they call it a vaccine. I don't, but. Um, under a microscope and found some quite interesting stuff um, that shocked and surprised this uh, scientist. And uh, these were uh, self, almost like self-replicating little creatures that uh, uh, lifted themselves off of the, the glass that was underneath the microscope. And actually, had uh, legs and so forth, and seemed to be aware of what was going on. So, uh, pretty weird stuff. So, we're starting out with weird stuff. And uh, so, I sent that off to Dan and it started the conversation. So, you can kind of see where it went from there. (laughs) Yeah. No wonder
2: you were like, we need to get Dan on the podcast. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. And then uh, we, I think we ended the conversation on the importance of natural immunity versus uh, experimental injections and, and experimental, being a part of an experimental trial of mm-hmm. MR, mRNA, uh, messenger rubicoid uh, nuclear acid, uh, which is uh, synthetic. It's a synthetic when they make it. Mm. Uh, and getting it into the cell, They're using those lipids to get it into the cell. And uh, it's supposed to spit out a, um, a, a send a uh, spike protein out of the cell, attach it to the cell wall, and fight the COVID from there. The problem is when uh, they did autopsies in Israel, They found that spike proteins on those who had been vaccinated, which Israel's most vaccinated country in the world right now, um, spike proteins were on every organ in the body, Mm. which was not good because uh, spike proteins uh, will kill you (laughs) if they get on every organ in the body. Um, right. So that's kind of how we started the conversation. And Dan, you could kind of pick up on that anywhere you want.
1: Okay. So, <clears throat> yeah. You know. So, um, in particular, to that paper with this crawly, spidery looking thing, you know, I was not able to independently uh, verify, <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. but
1: it, it does spark the conversation because from my perspective as a pharmacist um, I have a number of concerns about how the vaccines were developed how they're being quote unquote marketed and the resulting uh, mandates to try to vaccinate every human being on the shores of America and um, you know we could, we could talk a lot on this, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with scripture on this, Amen. and then I'm gonna come back to um, human immunity and particularly um, immunity as it applies to vaccines or the uh, the viruses. And so, but before I do that, I I think it behooves the conversation to start Psalm 139. Verses 13 and 14. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. Mm. <clears throat> and what I'm, what I'm, the reason why that verse came to me is the part of it about wonderfully, fearfully and wonderfully made you know, so when you look at the human immune system it is so deeply complex in, in how, we, how it works and only God could make something like that Amen. And so another another thing that sparked our conversation, Jeff, if you remember, I had seen a paper yesterday <clears throat> where they were finding that people who had gotten infected with COVID-19, a year, a little more than a year out, they still have their natural immunity. Mm-hmm. And where, uh, as opposed to with the Pfizer COVID vaccine, the immunity is starting to wane at about four months.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So, <clears throat> that's kind of what got us on the subject of the natural immunity. Well, it's it's really complex. So, I, I tried to find a simple reference that I could understand. Because <laughs> <And clears throat> even with those 42 years, let me tell you, this is a very complex subject. But anyway... Let's just, I'm going to give you a real high level overview of the human immune system. So, the immune system is a complex network of cells and proteins and the organs that they reside in that defend the body against infections. And just to give you an idea of the magnitude of the effect of that system. All of us are running around with hundreds of millions of antibody-producing antibody lymphocytes in our bloodstream that have fought every manner and form of viral and other infections since the day we were born. Well, starting about a couple months after that. And you know, the, in our mother's womb, once we get out of there, if we're breastfed, we get the mother's colostrum and there's a lot of immunity built in for the baby. Right then and there it starts up. And the immune system keeps a record of every germ or microbe it has ever defeated so that it can recognize and destroy the microbe quickly if it enters the body again. And so... um,
3: So that kind of goes to the question of the variants.
1: Yeah. So... Let's take uh, flu as an example, because year to year we know that the strains of flu change, and they have to reformulate the vaccine every year. So one year's vaccine isn't necessarily going to protect you. And Mm -hmm. we know that for flu. And uh, compared to to, um, COVID, we know a little information, but we don't know a lot of information yet as to and, I, and I'm getting a mix, mixed signals on crossover immunity from one strain to another versus one or another of the vaccines. And I, I the reason, there's a fundamental issue here. <clears throat> Vaccine development takes, normally would be done over a period of pretty long time, not a number of years. We rush this thing, you know. So... We don't have and we won't have for quite a while the longitudinal studies that it takes to ferret out the actual results, the, 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 the persistence or non-persistence of the antibodies that are made based on um, vaccination. We don't know, and, and this is really concerning to me, when I see reports of cardiac problems, cardiac side effects in teenagers, that's concerning to me. You don't see that with the other vaccines.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: You know. So what's going on? Well, I think there's potential for the body to overreact to future infections of the virus and cause Inflammation Mm -hmm. problems around the body. Mm.
3: Yeah, you and uh, you and Doctor Robert Malone, the inventor of mRNA, would be on the same page on that. Yeah, that was a big big concern of his as well.
1: Yeah. Um, Mm. Okay, and so you know, know, it's it's just you know we have a very advanced medical system in the United States. We have a very advanced research system, and I actually I shouldn't just say the U.S. because one of the things that's changed about the pharmaceutical industry from early in my career to now is that it's very, very global now, and it wasn't back in the day. You know, the companies were where they were, and they produced and sold what kind of where they were, and of course, things weren't as complex as they are today. But um, <clears throat> today, it's a global industry, and. The other thing that has changed is early on, I would say that most pharmaceutical companies that I dealt with in one capacity or another were pretty ethical. You know, just ethical. That's changed. The pharmaceutical industry today, I'll liken it to what Eisenhower predicted about the industrial the what, what do you call it?
3: The uh, industrial uh, 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 Military Military, complex.
1: Military industrial complex.
3: complex. Military industrial complex, yeah. yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. What we have today is the pharmaceutical industrial complex. Mm -hmm. And it is very dollar driven. Mm -hmm. And so I believe, and this is opinion, uh, but I think it's educated opinion, I believe that the industry drove what has happened overall. Throw in the politics mm-hmm. and you've got kind of the picture that we have which is mm-hmm. I don't think the government did a good job. I don't think the pharmaceutical industry has done a good job of educating the public about the mRNA and and that causes people to be um, wondering what's going on behind the scenes, and then you end up with some of the conspiracy kind of things. But, you know, I do have concerns about the mRNA mRNA technology. Yeah, the technology for that's been around about 20 years or so, and they had developed some things for animals using that. But this is the first vaccine for human use that's developed using the mRNA methodology. And you, uh, Jeff, you you pretty accurately described how how it works earlier. And Mm -hmm. um, all the vaccines that currently we have are focused on that, either on the whole spike protein or on a piece of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, actually, the one that's on the piece of it is an article that I read after the 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 spidery article that I got done reading that and I did a little mm-hmm. other searching and I found that article I, I sent to you it's a very technical yeah. scientific article. What that is is um, this is pre research that's basic kind of research that's done but they and they didn't describe in that article about how many patients or anything they had done this on but they <clears throat> they developed it turns out, if you look at the spike protein, the pictures of it, you've seen kind of triangular thing.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So that, that, that's a protein, right? Well, mm-hmm. what they've been able to do is isolate right down to the piece of the protein where the most connectivity to the immunization resides. And so that paper's talking about it. This is not yet available anywhere yet, but I think it might be some, it's definitely something to watch where they take hydrogels and some other chemicals (laughs) and they're able to, (laughs) instead of a a watery solution that you inject subcutaneously for a vaccine, it's Mm -hmm. the the little piece of the protein out of the spike protein, which is uh, immunogenic, they put it in that gel. And what they're Mm -hmm. finding, that early paper, what they're talking about is, instead of a bolus and shot in the subcutaneous or the muscle or I'm not sure exactly where the COVID injection goes is if it's just subcutaneous or into the muscle. Either way, it's, we call it a bolus because it's a watery solution and the, the vaccine goes out pretty quickly. And what the paper is talking about with this hydrogel formulation is that this enables that the uh, antigen to be released slowly, and thereby extend the period of time that the antibodies are going to be produced and, and effective. And so, while that's a pre-research, it is a human, but it's a basic research paper. Watch for that because um, that gets back to that crazy paper you sent me about the, the spider. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, and I and I did I did. You know, like a little search that said hydrogels and nanotechnology mm-hmm. and a bunch of stuff came up and it was pretty scary <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, and like I said, yeah. I have a, you know, we would need to talk to somebody who's really knows something about nanotech mm-hmm. as to mm-hmm. what. But they, in the nanotech but- world, they're talking about putting things in the bloodstream that, like, uh, would measure your blood sugar, would measure your electrolyte levels, things like mm-hmm. that and somehow transmit that information.
3: By the way, that first article you mentioned is out of News Medical Life Sciences. Uh, That's what's at the top there. And uh, the title is Novel Hydrogel-Based Vaccine Formulation Shows High Efficacy Against SARS-CoV-2. And that's the title of the article. So just in case folks want to look it up, they could look it up that way.
2: By the way, brothers... That first uh, article you sent, uh, Jeff, uh, regarding mm-hmm. the uh, the Vax creatures, uh, mm-hmm. I think it came out of USA S A News It's gone. Oh, really? It's gone. Yeah. No uh, you,
1: that that, you, that you click on the link.
2: Just... Yeah, you click on the link. And what comes up is another article that says more Americans have died of COVID under Biden in 2021 than Trump than under Trump in 2020.
3: <laughs> Let me guess, you go, you Googled it, right? It was Google. I, I, no, I,
2: no, I hit the link to go directly through my Safari, and I oh. have Duck Duck
3: Go Google, as Google. The, um, Yeah, they buried it. Uh, yeah.
1: The, Wait, you know what? Meters. You know what else? I, can I uh, just to make a comment about that? You know what else they buried? pretty much you can't find the hydro uh, hydroxychloroquine articles that were published early on mm-hmm, in this mm-hmm. whole thing you go search for the all articles right. that, that showed that they were kind of effective you know
3: mm-hmm. yeah early, they were praising
1: early. yeah
3: the hydroxychloroquine or, I mean,
1: a lot of the, for all you, kinds
4: if, of things yeah if
1: you if you try to find those articles today you won't you're going to find the only articles on it you're going to find are the ones that said that it didn't work. Yeah. And then I, mm-hmm. you know, I searched ivermectin. Mm-hmm. Now, ivermectin, mm-hmm. I I don't know a lot about it, but uh, I can still find articles that there was a research study just published a couple months ago that says that it can help reduce hospitalizations and severe disease. Mm. So, you know, the pharmaceutical industry has suppressed... These things, in my opinion, I, mm-hmm. I think that's what's going on. You know, but it's all about the dollar to mm. them. It's about, you know, it's the, about guy, the dollar. It's some, about some power guy, and control. You know, some fat cat in some other country is sitting pretty. And, and today I saw an article about um, Jeff LC. Um, okay. Two of the executives at, at Pfizer, I think it is.
3: They came, yeah there's two two whistle, whistleblowers that came out
1: There well no well, uh,
3: one whistleblower anyway, there,
1: are three, there are three there are three high level executives in the couple of the pharmaceutical companies
4: mm-hmm. that have
1: made billions and they are the, the top 3
4: oh. richest
1: people in uh, the world
3: yeah. It's it's about money.
1: I mean every other
3: advertisement out there is a
1: pharmaceutical
3: advertisement.
1: Oh, you know what? You know? Here's another one. Early in my career
3: I think we uh it
1: was illegal to advertise Sorry, brothers, we have a little bit of
2: interruption drugs. there. Yeah. Oh, did you? So, okay.
1: Yeah. You know, when I became a pharmacist, there was no such thing as uh, magazine advertising for pharmaceutical drugs or anything of that sort, TV or otherwise, because it was illegal. And that's what I mean. This we we went from a period of time in our country where we were still pretty ethical, <laughs> and the pharmaceutical mm-hmm. companies, you know, right. were pretty ethical. Right. But then that that they- that's all gone. That's, yeah, that's they
4: horrible.
3: couldn't advertise. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I remember when the advertising started up, but for a long time, it was illegal to advertise. And then like, you know, well, you know, the,
1: the, you know, there was a there was a consumerism push in the country for a long number of years. In fact, the board of pharmacy in in, in California is actually under the Department of Consumer Affairs. It's not under a different department. It's not its own department. Mm-hmm. It's consumer driven. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of yeah. things have become consumer driven. And well, that is, go ahead, go ahead. Another little piece. Of, that was just another little piece of the picture.
4: Okay. So, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yeah.
1: Okay. Well, let's yeah. just say there's a lot of wealth that's moved to the top of these pharmaceutical companies as a result of the money that that they're getting mm-hmm. for the vaccine. And let me mention another little kink in, in the whole thing. It, In my experience, when a pharmaceutical company got an FDA approval to start marketing a drug, they were chomping at the bit to get that thing out there under their labeled name and under their packaging and so forth, you know, instead of the research part of it and start making money. Okay, I'll mm-hmm. well, start making more money. Um, as you know, Jeff, when the FDA mm-hmm. approved approved uh, the Pfizer product a month or so ago, the Pfizer vaccine, Pfizer is still not has not released its actual marketed drug. I forget. It has a trade name, I forget what the trade name is. They are still using the research supply that they have. You know why? Because they're not, they're not liable. They're not liable for medical disaster hmm. th- if things wow. go belly up they're not yeah. viable until they start using their their label product and they're, and I don't know when they haven't announced when they're going to do that but you know huh. why, why would you why would you uh, in, in this period of uncertainty still I think they're going to wait it'll be interesting to see how long they wait before they start because I think there's some Mm, questionable motivation for them.
3: You know, it's interesting. uh, Project Veritas this week, this is like Red October according to the theories, right? Uh, But Project Veritas caught two Pfizer, well, one whistleblower came out and caught one. A Pfizer scientist uh, caught caught him on tape saying that uh, the natural immunity is better than the vaccine. And uh, when they went to confront him and show him what he had said, as he was sitting at another one of those restaurant deals where they caught him on cell phone. And uh, he, and then he says, he goes, well, I'm not supposed to be talking about this. I have an NDA, non-disposal non-d- uh, d- uh, disposal, uh Agreement. Disclosure right? agreement. Disclosure no. agreement. Yeah, I, I get it right. <laughs> Non-disclosure <laughs> agreement. But anyway, uh, and then the second one came out, uh, and this is uh, out of Health Impact News. Um, Project Veritas released the fifth video in its COVID vaccine investigative series today, featuring featuring a sit down interview with Pfizer insider Melissa Strickler. Uh, She leaked internal emails that show corporate executives telling staff to be secretive about the use of human fetal tissue in laboratory testing of the COVID vaccine. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole interview with her talking about that and going through the actual emails. But uh, So she was saying they're trying to cover up the fact that they use fetal tissues. And I think the idea is to try to uh, illegitimize uh, religious uh, exemptions to taking the vaccine, but uh, mm-hmm. they've, been, they've been caught on that. Yeah. Uh, they're admitting, I mean, she's basically coming out and saying, Yeah, they use fetal tissue for the development of the vaccine. And I think that's been true of a lot of them, isn't it, Dan? Is that, I mean, has that been the case for a while?
1: Yes, that's what um, I figured. It's my understanding that there are a couple of really old cell lines from the 70s that are still actually being used as to to do what they need to do. You know what? It kind of has become part and partial of the biotech industry that that is the case. Mm
4: -hmm. And
1: they consider it a need. And Ricardo and I were talking about this, I think, last night for a little while, you know, the abortion industry is connected to this because they supply parts. We know that Mm -hmm. from Project Veritas. Mm -hmm, Um, Right, right. You know, so... And the
3: love of money is the root of all evil.
1: (laughs) Yes, it is.
3: It's
2: all about the bucks, the big bucks.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, let me kind of go back to natural immunity. I want to give you guys a website, which I wrote down. Okay, here it is. It's called the History of Vaccines. It's just, start with that word, historyofvaccines.org. Oh, look at that. There,
3: there I got it. They brought, yeah. they brought it right up. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, folks, we're sitting here bringing up the, the, the uh, articles and stuff that uh, they were looking at, so... That uh, Dan was mentioning. Okay, Disease yeah, and vaccination. It yeah, it's all here. So that should be a good read. So for for the audience, there you go. You, it pops right up when you uh, put in exactly how D- Dan uh, mentioned it. Now I just did it on dot du- dot du- du- go. I never use Google anymore.
2: I find it interesting that you know um, exactly going back to the uh, first uh, uh, article you had sent regarding the uh, the COVID vax creatures. Uh, you know what is it? It took only a day before this to shut that down. You can find yeah. it because I, I just, you know, duck duck, go a few different Well I noticed
3: uh, it went I noticed it went to the same uh website though. And so and maybe it, it's just buried down in the website somewhere. It no, probably they, just brings up the latest article. They they so, removed it. <laughs> did they remove it? Okay. Yeah, right. they did. Right.
2: They did. Uh, I look for it. I even look for it well, by by name, by talking,
3: title. Um but it's the out street- there. On the Stu Peters show, if anybody wants to look up the Stu Peters show, he's on Shoot, he's on Rumble, uh, he interviewed that particular scientist. And he has a full interview with that scientist talking mm, okay. about what she she discovered under the, the microscope. So and it just is for, quite fascinating. For
2: the, yeah, for the sake of information, uh, the article was covid Vax Creatures Have Been Seen. And it says, under the microscope, Dr. By Dr. Carrie Madej, M-A-D-E-J, a a courageous and very aware woman who has been highlighting the true agenda of transhumanism behind the COVID scandemic for a while now. Madej, Madej first came to prominence last year with her videos exposing how hydrogel, a biosensor, would be an ingredient in the COVID gene injection of fake vaccine. Now, she has analyzed the vials of two major COVID vaccines, Moderna and Johnson & Johnson, and what she has seen is horrifying. As she explains in this interview with Stu Peters, she actually found some kind of spider-like being that appeared to move of its own volition. These COVID-vax creatures lifted themselves up off the glass. Additionally, Madech Found something that resembled a tiny computing system, which brings to mind Moderna's marketing boasting that their mRNA creation was an operating system, a software of life. Just to kind of give you folks an idea of uh, the article. So I, I yeah, this think
3: this is a. I think this is the first time we've even addressed this on this podcast. We pretty much stayed away from the nanotechnology. Theories on the vaccine, but uh, when that article popped up, I had to discuss it with Dan. Oh yeah, yeah. I,
2: like you said, yeah. we never really addressed in detail, you know, any type of organism within the vaccine. You know, we've spoken about vaccines and the mandates, right. and you know what's been going on, and you know, yeah. uh, share that, you know, be wise, have discernment. But right. when an article mm-hmm. title like that comes up, brother, I mean. It's gonna be first of all eye catching. The moment I saw that it popped up on my leg, and you said click on the article and read it, I was like, oh yeah, I'm reading it and right you, now. <laughs> you
3: know, it's you know it's going to go viral uh, across social media, and a lot of distortion, misinformation will probably go out with it. But uh, so that's that's oh,
4: why absolutely.
2: we're here, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And not only that, it's so. right after you got Project Veritas with the uh, you know uh, whistleblower from uh, one of the uh, hospitals out there in Arizona coming out. You know, and talking about what's been happening with the vaccines there at their hospital and basically them saying, hey, there's perfect people. I mean, help people with perfect health getting the vaccine. They're coming in with heart failure and we I mean, can even help well, them here. So, yeah, I mean, it's a big it, this article. It's a even bigger deal now that after Project Veritas has been releasing the videos,
3: It's it seems as time goes along and then you can jump on in any time. Um, just more and more stuff is coming out about these injections and more and more injuries. Um, Israel, the injuries in Israel is sky high right now when it comes to the vaccines. And Sweden, who used natural immunity, they're doing great. But Israel has uh, a high death rate, and they're the most vaccinated, uh, COVID-vaccinated uh, country in the world right now. Wow. Go ahead, Dan. Wow.
1: Um, Well, kind of related to that, um, as of May 26th, the uh, 2021, I remember the vaccines started to be used in December of last year. Mm -hmm. There were 228,000 adverse adverse reactions to the vaccine voluntarily reported into the CDC's VARS system. Okay. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. And at that point there were 4863 deaths. At that point
4: mm-hmm. now we And we know
3: it's about 1% down, per- down the road. I
1: think it's In more. Now. It's, I mean I
3: oh it's a lot more. Yeah, and historically
1: yeah. it's it's about 1% reporting. But here's here's where my red my, my pharmacy practice red light comes on again. Mm-hmm. Because I can remember when it would only take 10 or 15 deaths for some drug that was newly on the market. This is post being on the market Uh and the Uh FDA halted it. And in a lot of cases they took it off the market. Uh I have not seen FDA remove anything from the market in a very long time. Uh And I do not understand how we can be say that it's okay or at that point in time that I reported, forty eight hundred and sixty-three people are dead, and we don't know why. And the reason I we don't de- know why are a couple of reasons. One, it's a voluntary report system. True. But these are these are mostly medical professionals that are doing the reporting into that system. Mm-hmm. And
3: and nurses and, have and come the, out and stated that their administrators, hospital administrators, have told them not to report to bears.
1: Wow. Wow, I mean, See, there's that's... been
3: testimony from nurses saying mm-hmm. this.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah,
3: it's rough.
1: I mean, <laughs> you know that. So that there we go. We're back at uh, okay. Why is the government trying to turn us into robots? You well,
3: know? that that's a great question. I think all that. I think when you get to that point, you're making a link all the way back to Agenda 2030, Agenda 20. Uh, Twenty one, the UN agenda, and right. I have I am of the theory that the communist Chinese basically own Washington D C right now, and that okay. they're, I would they're agree with that theory, and they are pushing a lot of this stuff on social media. They're the ones pushing the censorship. They're the ones, I think they're the ones. So uh, telling the FDA, um, no, don't you dare take anything off the market right now. Uh, I think there's some political influence and some money influence going mm-hmm. on with all of this.
1: You're right. <clears throat>
3: there's so, always
2: a strategy. I've, I've, I find that there's always a strategy <clears throat> behind you know things that are done. I was uh, reading about, that. I don't know if you guys heard of the uh, Facebook whistleblower that just recently came out. Uh, ex-employee uh, from Facebook and you know, again, I uh, became a whistleblower in regards to censorship uh, with Facebook. Uh, you know, so she's came, coming out saying, you know, this is what's taking place, the censoring. Uh, well, out of the blue, somebody else came out. You know what? She is more than likely being planted by Facebook to play the role of the whistleblower so that Facebook has it in to be able to push even more censorship
3: f- for the conservatives. I've, yeah they when you look into her, interesting when you look into her background there's it's very suspicious I mean she's uh, given money to the Democratic Party she's been uh, of them for a long time uh, she was a big part of censorship she was she she was a big active um, member of the team that censored a lot of people on Facebook and mm. then it, and so it makes it suspicious. And then coming out and talking with um, one of the main news uh, channels, I, I don't remember if it was CNN or one of them anyway, had her on, which makes it suspicious. But here's the thing Facebook lost $6 billion when they got shut down the other day. Yep. Did you guys know <laughs> about that?
0: I think oh, um, yep. I, that was a big Zuckerberg,
3: deal. <laughs> Zuckerberg is worth uh, 121000000000 billion. He's gone down from $140 billion. Uh, but he lost $6 billion in six hours.
4: <laughs>
3: now, how much power do you think the people actually have over Facebook if they were to decide, you know what, Facebook, we're done. We're shutting down our channels or shutting down our Facebook pages. How much power would they have over Facebook at that point? The people have the power. But the Absolutely. people – but but historically, we know the people can't get together to do it anything – uh, in one unit, right? I mean, uh, uh, yep, the yep. big joke, the big thing about when I was in the military, and um, one of the big things we used to say all the time was, "Doggone civilians, they can't seem to get anything right," <laughs> because you know, you, you know, you, we're always we're always organized. You know, the military was always organized, In the civilian world, you get out to go driving on the road, it's totally unorganized, right? <laughs> <laughs> you have the rules, but nobody obeys them, right? So, <laughs> the freeway is like, uh, yeah, you know that stretch of freeway between, uh, 52 between La Jolla and Santee? I, ca- I used to call that the, the uh, San Diego Audubon. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's so a good description,
3: You'll be doing 80 and half the people are passing you at 100. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You
2: know, the funny thing, I don't think I've ever seen a a highway patrol or uh, even a sheriff going that road.
3: (laughs) No, (laughs) I I think they use it as an autobahn to get from, from, to calls.
2: (laughs) Probably, yeah, probably.
3: (laughs) But anyway, yeah, so, you know, I got off subject a little bit there, but. No,
2: no, no, that's that's awesome yeah. um so gotta add a little me, we had a little humor can I always had the humor right <laughs> yeah <laughs> so let me ask so, brother Dan Dan so in your 40 years experience when you're you know especially you know being a you know, you were a pharmacist you retired I mean you're still a pharmacist really um, with a with a lot of knowledge uh, f- again I'm gonna put you in a spot here but from a pharmacist standpoint and then from a Christian standpoint how do you approach You know, when you come across this type of information, uh, especially, you know, working in the field, you know, how much of an impact does it make in your life? And then your approach as a, you know, a Christian, uh, Christ believing uh, 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 man, how do you approach, you know, do you become skeptical right away? Uh, Do you seek guidance, you know, through the word of God, elders, friends that have knowledge? Uh, I want to get your thoughts on that
1: well that's a that's a real good question. Um, God created science and man has bastardized science mm. so I go to God my faith is what drives how I think and how I things and I mean I'm not perfect you know but uh, I'll give an example um, that we were talking about there are uh, drugs now that are antivirals that are used for preventing HIV for men or women who want to have the kind of sex that causes or that puts you at a greater risk for HIV and the industry glorifies that mm. because they think they're doing this good thing. What I see is they're enabling sin. Mm-hmm. So, yep, yeah, amen. This and this is not an easy question, you know. Are is what we're going to do sinful because the government told us to do it, and you know how we go about defining that. It's not easy. And I have to I have to tell you there at 70 years old, there's a point where my brain sort of quits
4: and <laughs> trying to figure out a
1: complex issue. And you know what I you know what I do at that point? I say, God, you know.
4: Mm, you know. Amen.
1: Please help me to understand what you want me to know. What you want me? Well, to
3: brother, do. I must have gotten an early start because I think my brain quit a couple of
1: years ago. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and I'm way behind you, brother.
1: So well, about a few years. Yeah, not I don't. I don't know if I answered if I answered both halves of that question or not. And I, but on the science side of things, you know, you go. You, you know, it's wonderful. I mean, when I went to school, you had to go to the library to learn about whatever, and it took mm. a long time. You know, mm. and now, you know, you want to look something up. You know, I'm always telling Dylan, you know, he asked us or he asked me or Mary a question about something. We say, well, Google it. You know, well, that, that's, <laughs> you know. That's the, I think that's no, a no, default no. for everybody, right? <laughs> no, <I'm> not, <laughs> yeah. that, you got to that, that go it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, start changing my phraseology on that. I'll, I'll tell them to go, that that go that go it. Yep. Yeah, that's great. But anyway, that you know we have access to, we have uh, tremendous access to information, and then you have to be somewhat, um, you know, I ask God for discernment because I'm, I'm looking at the science side of things too, and. I want to make sure that I'm not overstating something or understating something, you know, um, but it it isn't easy, but it's just, that's kind of my, the sorta is my process. I hope I answered the question.
2: Yeah, no, no, thank you. And that uh, that's, that's great because, and the reason why I always ask questions like that is because I like to get, uh, you know, a believer's perspective. Not only that, especially when you, you know, have experience in a field or, you know, a, cer- a certain profession, you know, get that point of view from where as a believer your approach to it, and then obviously you're asked as a you know your job being the profession, how do you approach it? But it's a blessing to hear, you know, that you go for the guidance, the wisdom uh, from God, you know. And again, as believers, uh, where else where like the song says, where else can I go? Or where else can I go except
4: where to, else him, can right? I
1: go to him, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. one other little example from the past is when the abortion pills came out. You know, I kind of decided in my mind I'm not going to partake in dispensing those things. But you know, in Illinois, a long time ago, they made it against the law. Oh, oh, we're losing,
4: we're
0: losing, brother. Yeah,
2: yeah. he he, he frills up a little bit there. So, yeah,
0: conscience.
4: Ah, yeah, he's coming back.
3: back. All right, there you are,
1: there you are. Are you on Dylan's computer, brother? <laughs> no, I'm on mine. <laughs> on oh, yours? Nice. Okay. okay. Yeah, he's he's gone today, so it wasn't able to help me. But um, oh, okay. I don't know if you caught it. the last thing I said there. And, uh, you know, You're talking
3: about Illinois and uh, the abortion pill, and you decide you weren't going to participate in it, and then it froze up.
1: Well, it blows up because... The, the laws, you know, again, the laws are driven by consumerism and are driven, actually they're driven by, we've gone past consumerism. I don't know what you call yeah. it today.
3: Now, you were uh, about to say uh, in those days something was illegal in Illinois or something.
1: Oh, yeah. So it was illegal for a, pharma- it is now illegal for a pharmacist to refuse A legal prescription refused to fill a legal Mm, prescription, prescription. even if it goes against their tightly held conscience, religious, Mm. religion, etc. Which shows you where what I see in the the trend around the nation now is they're trying to get rid of uh religious exemptions everywhere, you Mm -hmm. know, they're they're discounting they're discounting what they're saying is. Your religion is a is a crock of uh, um, yeah. Fiction. It doesn't
3: mean it doesn't mean anything. And it has no it means bearing. nothing. You're mm-hmm. Right, it has yeah. no bearing. That that would be consistent with the CCP, Chinese yeah. Communist Party. Uh, that would be consistent with their mentality, their attitude, how they conduct business, and that's why I'm very suspicious concerning that uh, because. Uh, Typically in this country, we we didn't really take that attitude mm. before.
2: Yeah, that's so all true. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, also if even when people try to take a stand or try to be wait a minute, hold up a second here, they were making enough confusion or making enough trouble for people to go against each other that it would completely eliminate you know that. Of, hey, wait a minute, we got to question this. Eliminate it, you know, because they put issues or they made issues so people can start fighting against each other. Therefore, we won't be united, you know, in standing up for truth or, you know, at
3: least to fight back. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll tell you how you can kill anything. Just call it racist. Eh, True. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) All you got to do is say abortion pills are racist. start start pushing that narrative. You know,
1: there boy that's tempting isn't, isn't it it is not
3: it i mean
2: the cards there yeah. why not play it right? All
1: right play that card play that card
3: yeah,
1: <laughs> anyway.
3: yeah. Uh, they if they strange.
1: if they don't like your science they call it racist right right yep,
4: yep.
3: yeah Seriously? i mean it's it's a one sided no, so thing true. but you know uh Things, things won't change until we change them. Um, I know that uh, they're trying to fight a lot of this in court. They're trying to, well, they fight the election situation in court. They're trying to fight the vaccines in court. And great, go ahead and do that. But I'm not expecting results. And the reason is because I believe that the courts have become rogue courts, they're compromised. I I believe they have completely walked away from the Constitution, completely walked away from what's best for the people, and have been uh, compromised by whatever you might consider, by the love of money, by threat, by blackmail, by a number of means, which which are all means that the communists always use to try and control things we can't mm. depend upon the courts. Mm-mm. And so if we want things to go back to normal, if we want things we want to get back to our life, then we as the people of the nation have to decide we're just going to get back with our to our life. Mm.
1: What are
3: what what are uh, stores and municipalities going to do when uh, you know 80% of the population goes, we're not wearing a mask in your in your store? We're not taking the injection. What what can they do? Uh the store just going to shut down and go out of business? I don't think so. I think they're going to change their policies.
1: I've been wondering what the critical mass is going to be. What critical mass is Let me rephrase that. What critical mass of those people you're talking about is it going to take to start Really changing this?
3: I don't know to the be, answer. I think, yeah, I don't know either. But I think it would have to be more than fifty percent. It'd have to mm-hmm. be a major, major number. And the problem is, is that a lot of people have been pro- propagandized. They've been, uh, they're believing the narrative that's being pushed by the propagandist and the pro- And of course, uh, the advertisers run the networks. And so the network's not going to report on anything that's going to make any of their advertisers look bad. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to report on anything that's going to make um, money dry up for the network, uh, including government grants or whatever else there might be. Mm -hmm. Now, what's the biggest advertisers out there right now? It's the pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. Every other ad is a pharmaceutical ad for the baby boomers, right? People our age.
1: <laughs> and, I remember uh, I remember back a few years, well, it's been more than a few years ago, maybe 10 or 15, mm-hmm. that the, that year was the first year that the pharmaceutical industry had exceeded $1 billion in commercial advertising. Wow. that's that a lot of money. And, that's a lot. I'm sure it's like quad... Zillions. Right, right. Did you freeze up again,
3: Dan? And we I'm lost so Dan again. Right. We, we'll, we'll get him back yeah, in but, this moment. I'm sure he'll. But uh, That's
2: a, that's an amazing number, brother. I mean, think about it. 10, 15 years incredible. ago, a billion was a lot. There you go. I think he's back. Yeah, he's back.
3: You're back, Dan. So, yeah, it, it's an incredible number and it, it breeds corruption. And here's the thing. Um, God made man out of the dust of the earth. That's Genesis mm-hmm. chapter two, verse seven. Well what's in the what's in the dirt or the the dust that he made man out of all the vitamins and minerals and all of the uh, the uh, things that the body is made up of, right? it's mm-hmm. it's it's all in the in the in the dust of the ground. Well, we eat the plants that come out of the dust and ground that contain all of the vitamins and minerals and, and materials that we need
4: mm-hmm.
3: to take care of the body and heal the body. Yeah, Natural healing is a thing. It is important. And it's not something that um, can just be summarily dismissed, but it's under attack by big pharma. Because it's in competition with big pharma. It's it's mm-hmm. like, like you said, Dan, it's a money
1: issue. Yeah. And, exactly uh, right. You're exactly right. Um there's the comp that that's the competition and they're they're crushing the competition.
3: Right, right. They are crushing the competition until the people decide to wake up and go, you know what, I'm gonna do as much as I can with natural immunity and natural um, healing, and then Mm -hmm. what I can't accomplish with natural healing, then I'll go to the pharmaceutical companies for for the drugs I need to stay alive. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it's, but it takes some wisdom to know where that line is. And it takes people who are well-trained to to go down that road. Go ahead.
1: um, May I... Offer on a personal note, what I decided mm-hmm. to do, you know, in the, in the time when the hydroxychloroquine was still being questioned, but it was still potentially something we could do. I was mm-hmm. also looking for other things, and I, in in long story short, I'm I've been on vitamin D3, zinc, magnesium, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and. The main, the main two are the vitamin vitamin D3 and the zinc, okay, okay. Um, for more than a year. Mm-hmm. And to my knowledge, I have not had this virus yet. Now, mm-hmm. I want to state, too, I should have said this way a long time ago. I am not an Okay. okay? Um, I think the childhood vaccines are a testament to how we can do good things. With mm-hmm. vaccines. Yeah. But um, that's what I've done. And then the other thing is, as testing has become available kind of over the counter,
4: mm-hmm.
1: uh, one of the major uh, pharmacy chains is offering to test f- people for their antibodies. So actually, Mary and I are thinking about going to do that just to see mm-hmm. you know, if we've been mm-hmm. exposed or not.
3: Well, the blood test is more accurate anyway. You can't trust the PCR test.
1: No, this is not the PCR test. This is the, uh, that's for the virus. I think it's for the virus. Yeah. Uh, This is the antibody level test.
2: I want to see. Yeah. It is kind of interesting.
1: Mm I kind of like to see if I've got any antibodies to this thing because as virulent as this thing is, is, uh, has been, you would think pretty much everybody by now has been at least exposed to it. And that gets back to that natural immunity thing that we were talking about, because
4: Mm -hmm. how
1: does anybody know unless we look to say, hey, I've got uh, antibody-producing lymphocytes running around in my system making it against COVID-19 since Lord knows when. And -hmm. the Lord does know. (laughs) Right. So so it kind of... We ended up back on natural again, but I, th- you know, we, we have a most wonderful immune system with many, many working components that all mesh together beautifully to protect us from viruses, bacteria, funguses, worms, you name it. I mean, we we've, we've got a great, if we take care of it, and if we're not immunocompromised in some way, they, sh- you know, our natural immunity can do a lot for us.
3: And do, do you think um, some of the fear that's being uh, generated uh, by the propagandists, the the news media types, is because people are misinformed concerning the strength of our immune system? That uh, I mean, you would listen to listen to Fauci and some of the others. Um, you would think that we don't even have an immune system.
1: That, I, you're, you're absolutely right. It, it's, it's being discounted.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: You know why? I, I think God made it so they don't like it. That they, want makes a lot be, of sense. they want man yeah. to be God. Mm-hmm. Man is God. Man makes the decisions. Man makes the mechanisms now.
3: That's the why. church of Fauci. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean there there is it. it there's a coin that was phrased. I read it uh, today called Fauciism, and it's the, it's the <laughs> Church great. of Fauci. It's the worship of Fauci, yeah. and it's an actual. It's a real thing that people actually worship that man. You know, I, <laughs> you know? I
1: thought I thought we got close to getting him out of there for a while. You know, people were uh-huh. starting to say, "Wait a minute," he said this three weeks ago, and now he's saying that now. And that's 180 right. from where he was three weeks ago. When that right, kind of stuff right. started happening, I thought, okay, people are going to drop this guy like a hot rock. And no, no, no they you didn't. Know, media yeah. manipulation, boy. That's are, that's it's very heavy. There's your industrial, media industrial complex. There you go. I like it. i to <laughs> use that
3: beef. I'm that is use for sure. The yeah. media, media industrial, industrial complex. complex.
1: Yep. Yeah, I like it.
3: <laughs> Boy, thank you, President Eisenhower.
2: Yeah. They gave us some good phrases. <laughs> good phrases. Now, let uh, me ask you both. So, uh, you know, we've been talking about um, – you know, the vaccine itself and, you know, everything that we've spoken about regarding the article and uh, from a pharmacist standpoint. Now, let's talk about the church, uh, because the church is facing, you know, big questions, obviously. Uh, and not only that, uh, you know, if you look at uh, news articles and things like that, I mean, even the church has fallen into confusion. Even, you know, you got some pastors against other pastors or pastors telling the congregation, you got to get this vaccine. If not, you're basically going to hell if you don't. (laughs) Or you're just getting so much confusion. So, as a church, first of all, as a church, where do you see the direction we're going? And biblically, what's the approach as a body of Christ, you know, in situations that we're facing? And then after that, you know, more of an individual believer. How does a believer approach it? You know, and, you know, looking at. The body of Christ as a whole, but also being a part of the body and responding, you know, in your daily life. Either one can jump in.
3: And you have well, I've kind of answered that question before, brother. I can hear Dan's Dan's perspective on it.
1: That's true. <laughs> I was going to say, well, you should ask the brain about that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I could I could address it. Um, I, I think I think that. <laughs> The church needs to be very careful when it's delving into these areas, and maybe they just need to stick to teaching doctrine and scripture and um, taking care of the spiritual welfare of the sheep and stop uh, dividing the church up uh, by issues of this nature. Uh, The church, if it wants to take precautions, can take precautions. That would be reasonable. Um, I think in this case, though, it's um, it would be misinformed because a ninety-nine percent, ninety-nine plus percent uh, survival rate. I mean, you know, we're finding more deaths from the vaccine injuries than we are from COVID at this point. The, The death rate. Uh, at 2019 to 2020 was uh, it was insignificant concerning any difference between the death rate death rate in those two years. We hit 2021 and all of a sudden the death rate is shooting sky high. What was the difference? It was the introduction of the vaccines, and then um, they're talking about. Like Dr. Malone and others have been talking about this. Um, uh, immune deficiency enhancement, uh, which is uh, the body turning against itself or the overreacting, as you were talking about mm-hmm. before, Dad, and um, causing a lot of it. Uh, there seems to be a common theme of uh, people who survive the vaccine having the, the DTs, the shakes, you know, and, um, and uncontrollable shakes, losing body functions, losing the ability to walk. Um, different things of that nature. Uh, it's, it's really bad. And then the graph, reports of graphene oxide being in the, in the, I mean, just all these different reports. And so it just it, it creates a mistrust among some people that you know I, I don't think I trust this shot, right? And then other mm. people are like, well, you if you don't get the shot, you're going to be killing people. You know, if you don't wear a mask, you're going to be killing people. You're not loving your neighbor, right? This is the The argument argument. theologically. But, you know, who appointed you the doctor that would determine this from the pulpit, right? (laughs) I mean, these are medical issues, they're very complicated issues. And they're not something that uh, pastors need to be uh, dividing the church up with in the pulpit. So to sit there and say, well, if you don't want to take the vaccine, don't come to church. Well, what maybe they don't want to commit suicide. <laughs> you know, right, right. because in their mind that's what they would be doing. That's this is what's in their mind. Um because of what they're seeing, what they're reading cuz you, know, you they're reading a different media than what the other side is looking at. One side is looking at the mainstream media, the other side is looking at alternative media, and they're two totally different points of view on this subject matter. Well, you have church members in the same church reading those two different points of view, and they're on polar, opposite sides of each other. So I think churches would be wise, and pastors would be wise to mitigate that with the wisdom of Solomon, if we can say it that way, and try to bring the church back together in fellowship, through, in fellowship through Christ and not divide the church up on such a divisive issue, which has nothing to do with salvation, nothing to do with sanctification, nothing to do with Christian doctrine. It has to do with a current event that has uh, driven a wedge in the church. Yeah, we need to we need to be careful with that. We you need bring, to love each other. We need to love each other and be, be uh, uh, good toward each other, uh, regardless of vaccine status, regardless of wearing a mask, not wearing a mask. It shouldn't matter in the church. Mm. We should still love our brother and love our sister.
2: President Lord, you bring up a great point, brother, because uh, there's people in the church that are scared. They're, they're really, really scared. You know, about the, uh, uh, the virus itself. But right. the, the great point is that you made is that pastors or the church just stick to sound doctrine and theology. Why? Mm-hmm. Because even when people are scared, when you're being taught, you know, being fed with sound doctrine and theology, that's going to bring the refuge, the peace, the joy, you know, the encouragement to face every day yeah. in spite of their fear <laughs> of this virus.
3: Right. Well, you and you accommodate each believer according to their fear, right? Mm-hmm. Right. According to what they're what they're getting in the in the media, right? I uh, mean, they they're truly believing what they're hearing. Mm-hmm. Now, it, we should not be fearing anything of this. I mean, I know that the lepers were put outside of the camp of Israel, and right. that there was a great fear of getting leprosy. But we should our trust should be in the Lord. Not in not in man's ability to fix things. We, you know, we think we can break the body and man's going to fix it. Uh, well, sometimes they can, sometimes they can't. Mm. You know?
1: but right. God. The, um,
3: yeah. Go ahead. But God repairs all things. I was going to say. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. Um, I think Jeff, you you kind of said it already. Where what I was going to say was that. As a, as a, in our fellowship with our fellow members at the church, approach number one: recognize that fear is driving a lot of how people are thinking, and so approach with a tender heart. I think, um, and and wide open ears, and uh, comfort. You know, I think you can. I think we can comfort each other. Um, and then that kind of sets the table for the, the scientific questions maybe to come more to bear. And if you have people who know something, you know, a couple of people in the church have approached me with questions about it. And I, I just, at the time, you know, I probably was a little uh, thick-skinned because I was, Honestly, I was I went through a period of time where I was angry about what's happening. But um
3: I think all of us did, brother.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> so you got you gotta get rid of that, and then yeah. you can approach somebody with with uh, tenderness and an open ear and listen to them and what their fears are, and then mm-hmm. you know, go to God and God Will give the wisdom that we need to allay our fears and make good decisions and right decisions for us as individuals. And as far as what's coming from the pulpit, you know, yeah, I didn't, I hadn't thought of that. I haven't heard anything about pulpits kind of trying to drive this one way or the other. Um,
3: it's good to go to a good church.
1: <laughs> I, I, so you have to, you have to be you know you have to be in a biblical driven church right you know
3: that focuses that that's their focus is on scripture yeah. and not on not yeah. on uh, divisive issues you know or pushing which, divisive issues which by the way
1: i i think our ministerial team handled what we had to do very well given the circumstances that we were mm-hmm. under. When we were on electronic-only church, mm-hmm. and then the decision that was made to go back to meeting again and how that was done and how the chairs were placed, a lot of little details went into all of that. And I think our, our leaders did a good job of shepherding us through. And that's addressing the fear, all of that.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. the fear. Right. Because that... I- you know, be be frank with you. I don't think even our the leadership, because I'm, I'm a former member of that church, uh, agreed with one another concerning the virus and and mm-hmm. what was going on with that. But yeah. but they were sensitive to that and were willing to work with each other and work with the work with the the, the members to get things right. And I think that's why it turned out the way it did.
1: Yeah. And I, uh, yeah. Well, I didn't, I didn't see or hear any of that. But you know, just looking at it from, I'm looking at it from as if I'm sitting in the congregation. How do I? Right, right, how do right. I uh, f- approach this? So mm-hmm. delicately. <laughs> mm-hmm. Delicately, tenderly.
3: Which, which I did, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see the wisdom of that now. Yeah, you know, me. I wanted to just plow on with the men's group, just keep rolling right on. Like, it's like what virus? We're meeting on Wednesday night, right? Then, then I got a. We were from, right. Uh, yeah, I got a call from one of the pastors that said, uh, "Okay, hold, hold up that train for a moment here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Slow <Slut> down." <laughs> I'm like,
4: okay. <laughs>
2: But see that even that yeah. that's a blessing though because yeah. it it brings a balance right even the ones that were like no let's continue to gather forget this you know and there's the ones right, like, wait right. a minute I'm kind of afraid I don't know what I'm looking <laughs> at but it brought yeah. that balance because we all came it together did. and you know in spite of the differences of opinion or held belief we were like well you right. know let's approach this from a you know wisdom discerning uh, way and keep right. everybody not only, you know, up to date of what we're going to be doing, but at the same time, we got to continue worshiping. The Lord has given us this other way of doing uh, a worship, you know, in a a church setting that uh, we were able to continue. Of course, it wasn't the same. It was the weirdest thing for me to try and play music in front of a little tiny screen pointing at me, and about three or four people Uh looking straight at me.
3: (laughs) First time I tried to Remember the first time I tried to teach uh, without without the congregation being there, right? And I kept looking out. I kept looking out at the few folks that were there, right, (laughs) who were part of the team to make the video and do all that. Instead of looking at the video, and when I when I watched watched that session, I go, "Oh man, I'm supposed to be looking at the video, not (laughs) looking at the camera, (laughs) not the other people." (laughs) It took a while to get used to the camera, you know, but. uh,
2: <laughs> that's funny. Praise the Lord. But ultimately, you know, it, yeah. it's led to where we're at now. You know, we're actually gathering right? again. We're not even wearing yeah. masks. Praise the Lord because our church elders and pastors have, you know, uh, given us the confidence through the sound doctrine theology that's <laughs> being taught to us. And mm-hmm. sound doctrine and theology, not talking about the pandemic, uh, the presidency, sound doctrine and theology, because we went along. With what was scheduled to be taught during these right. months, right? And praise right. the Lord, the focus focus on Christ, focus on Christ, focus on Christ,
3: right? And I, I and that, and that was wise, that was wise,
2: amen. Amen.
3: It's, 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 uh, important for churches not to become too political. We lost Dan, <laughs> oh. no, he's good. Uh, no, he's good. Okay. you're okay. Lost the picture. Okay. Anyway, so uh, not to become too political. Now, where the Bible speaks, the Bible speaks. And if it happens to spank a few politicians along the way, then oh well, you got in the Bible's <laughs> way and it ran over you like a steamroller. Okay? But we speak when the Bible speaks, and it doesn't matter if it's offensive or if it uh, goes against the political narrative. But we don't Jump into politics from the pulpit just to jump into politics from the pulpit. We don't, right. yeah. You don't do that. Um, but you speak where the Bible speaks, and sometimes the Bible um, rubs like sandpaper uh, politically, <laughs> politically, spiritually, socially. I mean, uh, yeah. So it gets good that guys that,
1: kicking against the goads thing, or that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one, brother. Because
3: <laughs> God, God's the standard. He determines, right? I mean, he yeah. does, he doesn't uh, check the God doesn't take a poll to see what the people think before he decides what he's going to put out.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: nope. God leads God
4: because he trust.
3: is the poll, right? He is he is the the determiner. So uh, he's so that's the maker, funny, but.
1: Maker of all creation. Amen. Have heaven and
3: earth. Amen. Yep. So, all,
1: all right. right
2: what a great time well, of fellowship. I think we got a lot of good information. Men, thank you for this time. I actually learned a lot just from listening to you two go back and forth. Two old guys, retired guys going back <laughs> and forth. I love it. Oh,
3: boy. I'm feeling <laughs> old now.
1: He's <laughs> I He's think in. I'm a, he's I'm in a Ricardo's in a lot of trouble now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He don't know. Good, thi- good thing I'm all the way here in California, and he's not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dad,
3: you're not too far from him, brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <What's> that? <laughs> I said, Dad, you're not too far from him, brother.
1: <laughs> no, I'm. to take, I'm, I'm you, right you down take the care road of
4: him.
3: You can take care of my light work for me.
1: <laughs> I love it. You know what, hey, Ricardo, with, uh, with the issues that we, with you guys deal with on this Vortex program and the, that we dealt with today, I think next time you and Jeff get together, you should start wearing a hard hat, dude. <laughs> Big I'm time. My- Big t- a football
3: helmet,
2: actually. How about oh. that?
3: Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring a regiment. I'm gonna bring a regiment of marines. How's about that? How about that? <laughs> oh man, I
2: said I'm in real trouble now.
1: <laughs> so that, that would definitely, that would definitely fix things.
4: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
3: I
2: love it. Well, gentlemen, right, thank guys. you very much. I appreciate your time. Uh, Appreciate everything you guys said, what you shared. Uh, it's going to be, a, I mean, it was a blessing for me. So I, I absolutely know it's going to be a blessing for our listeners. Uh, Dan, the man, thank you, brother. Thank you. Appreciate your knowledge. Appreciate your input. And uh, thank you for joining us today. Hopefully we can do it again. It's great.
1: Yep. Thank you. And and you're welcome. And it was an honor to be with you guys for a couple hours here.
3: For yeah. We, we really enjoyed having you. You should be a regular.
2: <laughs> I, th- I think should so. You? I think so. Yeah,
3: Jump in every so often. We need all the help oh, we can get, Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. Love it. I love it. We'll definitely do it again for sure. Other
3: than that, if either one of you has nothing else to say in closing, brother, the brain, close us out, man. Remember to keep your mind sharp and your heart pure, and we'll see you next podcast we'll catch you on the
0: flip side right. you have been listening to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast hey there ladies and gentlemen we want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast it's a blessing to have you we hope that you continue to enjoy the future episodes and to tune in and share away with others that might be interested Uh, we wanted to thank our families for supporting us especially our wives that uh, the put up with us, they allow us to have time to study and spend time uh, in the Word of God and uh, in return they help us as well and they keep us accountable, it's a blessing to have them in our lives. So we want to especially thank them. I also want to just thank uh, our church, uh, our friends and uh, the men's study that we have that we continue to be encouraged about, Uh, I want to thank all these people because they support us and pray for us and uh, it's a blessing to have them in our life other than that i hope you continue to enjoy the vortex apologetic podcast that we'll talk to you soon more episodes to come your way other than that i'm out we're out god bless you